Hello everyone. Welcome to Forbes India Teenpreneurs, a weekly podcast series where we speak with the young and restless, literally entrepreneurs and innovators under the age of 20. We dissect the enterprises, chart their journeys and highlight the perils and prizes of starting young. This is Naini Thakur and welcome to the second episode of Teenpreneurs. Our guest for today's show is Shiv Kampani, the founder and CEO of Scatter Innovations, a company that strives to build affordable technological solutions to problems faced by the society. While he runs his company, he is also working on two to three other projects simultaneously. Oh, and by the way, he is only 16 years old, a class 11 student of Dhirubhai Ambani International School in Mumbai. Shiv is currently working on the third prototype of SenseSafe, an IoT-enabled smart gas detector that sends an SMS, email, and an automated phone call to the user in the event of a gas leak. Joining him today is his mentor Namita Thapar, who is the executive director at MQ Pharmaceuticals, and she is also the India head of the Young Entrepreneurs Academy. I am super excited for this conversation and thank you both for joining us. I'm going to start with our team Pranav. So Shiv tell me what does it feel like to be 16 and a CEO of a company? Feels awesome. Honestly, this is what I wanted to do and this is what I want to do after I when I grow up as well. And just to start so early and to have this amazing opportunity to actually um do something that I'm extremely passionate about. and actually build my ideas out and prototype them it's a really amazing opportunity and it's all i could have ever asked for right and and when you started this company you know i know that there's a very interesting story behind it um so can you tell us a little about where you got this idea from and you know um what what the company is all about and a little about what your product is all about so um the entire everything started on june 13th 2018 when there was a short circuit on the 13 on the 32nd floor of uh, Beaumont Towers which is a high rise in Mumbai and that small little flame, flame that started with the uh, short circuit that actually grew into a large fire which engulfed the entire top of that apartment building and i actually live on the 30th floor of that same tower okay and that was when i realized that something has to be done it was the pain and the panic that i felt when my grandparents had to actually walk down 23 stories and and there was people who i actually know my neighbors who actually feared for their lives and even it was a traumatic experience even for me having to actually go go down and actually escape the entire fire there was so much uncertainty it was a terrible experience and i didn't want anything like that to happen again and right after that a few months later in diwali another fire took place and this one was right outside my house in front of the electrical dock and what happens is these fires usually start with a small flame they don't start off large but the delayed response the fact that it goes unnoticed causes the fire to actually become much larger and spread and it was about 12 am and i woke up and i couldn't breathe because there was smoke um, through like in my entire house i had to rush to the balcony and then wait catch my breath and then after that a few security guards from the building the apartment complex actually came up and then it was a very traumatic experience because i had to climb down and my parents weren't actually at home that night and that was when i decided to do some research into the problem to to try and figure out if i was probably the only one facing this problem or if there are many others like me and what i found was really astonishing <laughs> mumbai has so many fires every year yeah and the two main causes of these fires are gas leaks and a delayed response and that's terrible because a fire that actually starts small can be put out really easily 
Absolutely. And just a delayed response, um, the firemen not being able to reach uh, the fire in time or people not being able to notify the fire brigade in time, that causes so much damage. And at the same time, I was actually doing some robotics, um, learning about technology and IoT. And I was also part of this really brilliant program called YEA, uh, Young Entrepreneurs Academy India, which Ms. Namita is actually heading currently. Yeah. And that actually gave me the tools and the skills which I needed to actually implement an idea to sort of solve this problem. Mm-hmm. And after a lot of research prototyping, I can finally say that I've been able to make a product that can sort of address this problem. Coming to you, ma'am, what was your first impression when you met Shiv? Uh, I mean, like he said, he just had an idea. So, you know, what was that spark that you could see in him that you, that you, you know, kind of had to hone and, and, and turn him into an entrepreneur? You know, the first thing you notice about Shiv when you meet him is this incredible hunger yeah. or what you call uh, fire in your belly. Um, And I think that really um, separates mediocrity from excellence. And Shiv from day one had that fire, had that hunger, that drive. Um, And, you know, he really turned into this super passionate entrepreneur, trying to get into every little nuance of his venture, whether it is market research, uh, you know, the financials, Mm -hmm. trying to get a prototype in place, understanding the legalities of getting a patent and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, His attention to detail was remarkable. Uh, So definitely, um, you know, we love the fact that Shiv had that drive to turn a very personal experience into a venture that would benefit a lot more people. And that's where when he spent those 20 weeks with us, he really got into the details of all these different business um, plan essentials. What he also did is, you know, every time we had a speaker or a field trip host, Shiv always had his hand up and had very pointed, very good questions um, to to ask. And uh, what was also good is in YA, we connect um, kids to mentors. So I know that Shiv went out of his way to go and meet certain real estate entrepreneurs that we had connected him to, to show his product, to ask about, you know, how relevant it was in their context. Um, So he really got a lot of customer feedback. Coming back to you, Shiv, if you can talk a little about your technology in itself. So when I was doing some research into the main causes of fires, like I said earlier, the main causes were gas leaks and a delayed response. And I tried to sort of come up with a a product to sort of address both of those problems at once. Mm -hmm. So uh, I came up with a product called SenseSafe. Mm -hmm. And SenseSafe is an IoT-enabled smart gas detector. So what it does is it actually senses the level of uh, LPG and other flammable gases in the environment. It also senses smoke. And then it compares it to a set of um, uh, literature values and it checks if um, there's actually a gas leak happening in the house or not. Um, And a lot of people at this point would say that this sounds a lot like a regular smoke detector. Hmm. But the key difference is that if you have a regular smoke detector or a regular gas detector at your home Hmm. uh, and if there is a gas leak, what's going to happen is it's going to sound a a really loud alarm and it's going to flash a really bright light. Hmm. But the main problem I identified and the reason why the two fires in my building grew really large because was because for both of those um, fires, there was no one at home to actually um, actually sense uh, to or to actually spot the flame and call the fire brigade. Yeah. And because of that delayed response, those fires grew like really large. And with a regular smoke detector or gas detector, no. And and if nobody's at home, if if you're maybe um, on vacation or if you've gone to work and nobody's at home, nobody's really there to hear that alarm and see that bright light. So what my product actually does is it's IoT connected. So it can send an SMS, an email, and it can actually make an automated phone call directly to your mobile phone. 
and in the event that you're busy, it can also forward these calls directly to the fire brigade. And after some research, I actually realized that my product actually made it 51.7 times faster than um, the average amount of time to detect uh, the fire. Yeah. And obviously, this didn't come in the first prototype. So the first prototype I made was a very basic prototype. It could only sense LPG, not that many gases. And one of the key drawbacks was it only sent an email or an SMS. Mm-hmm. And um, it wasn't really sending a phone call to the user. But after that, I did more iterations. I did more prototyping. And I actually made a much better looking product, um, uh, more well-routed wires and things like that. And also, I added a better IoT infrastructure, which allows me to place calls directly to the user. So it's an ongoing process. I'm going to continue making changes um, over the next few months and actually get my product to the market. Coming to you, you know, when Shay first came to you, what were his top three concerns, if you can recall? And how did you help him get through um, to it? Or rather, what stage was he at when, when he, um, you know, uh, came to you uh, with the idea? So, you know, like Shiv himself mentioned, when he came to YA, he was just a programmer. So his top concerns were A, how do I really transform this coding to an actual viable venture that makes money, Mm. right? And then his second uh, uh, big sort of top of the mind um, thing that he needed to figure out is how do I build a prototype, Mm. get a patent for it, and, you know, to Shiv's credit, he's been to a couple of fairs in Germany where he's actually, um, you know, put up his product, um, had people visiting his booth, got a lot of feedback um, at a tech um, a fair. Um, so Shiv's really gone out of his way to build a product and get that feedback. Um, and, you know, the thing that, um, and what stands out about Shiv is, you know, he's got a very strong value system, uh, which really endeared him to me. Um, and which is why he stood out in class. He was always very humble, very hardworking, um, and just very, very good uh, sense of values. Uh, really, really a good, good human being. Um, and I think um, as someone, you know, I've worked in the corporate world for 20 plus years, you can never discount uh, those values in an entrepreneur. That's that's very very true, uh, right? Uh, coming back to you, Shiv. You know, if uh, if you can talk a little about this, your plans going forward. You know, um, how are you planning to scale up? And um, you're at a crucial phase in your schooling life as well, right? So, how do you plan to juggle that? And and you know, where do you see um, yourself going in the next couple of years? So over the next uh, maybe few months, um, especially, I'd like to work more on my uh, product. My product is already patent pending. Okay. And over the next, so it's already been published and over the next uh, maybe month or two, it mm-hmm. should get approved. Okay. And after that, I'd like to validate my product and maybe certify it so that it's safe to be installed in homes. And then I can actually install it in more places. Mm-hmm. So right now I've only installed it in a robotic center and at my home. Okay. And the prototype which I've made right now, it's fully functional. Okay. Uh, the IoT bit of it works and the gas sensing bit of it works perfectly. It's just that I'd like to define it more, get it certified so that it's completely safe for people and it can actually reach many homes and actually make a difference. Mm-hmm. And um, so I've over, over my entrepreneurial journey, I've actually realized that there's so many problems that the world faces. There's pollution, there's unemployment, there's hunger, mm-hmm. there's lack of education in some places where students don't get to go to school in some areas. And there's so many different problems and fire safety is honestly just the tip of the iceberg. It's yeah. a problem that I faced It's a problem that I was really passionate about and actually making a product can make a difference to so many people. But I don't think this is the end of my journey. 
I think there's so many more problems that I can actually use robotics and programming to sort of um, uh, to sort of solve and create solutions for. And I feel that is the most important part of entrepreneurship for me, just making a difference to someone's life. True. And I'd like to point out one more thing here because she was too humble to tell you all this. Just like <laughs> you forgot about the Germany fair. Yeah. There's one more thing I must tell you that the minute COVID pandemic hit us, Sometime in early April, and I must put a word of um, compliment or, you know, um, must praise his mother, Madhu, who has really supported him. She sent me a phenomenal app that he came up with that actually helps with tracing of, um, and this is when Arogya Setu was very early. She had already come up with this app. He had also come up with another coding app to make fire safety more interesting and to build awareness around fire safety. So after making this prototype of a product, he has come up with two apps in the last four months uh, that are pretty phenomenal. So I see kids like Shiv, um, you know, not stopping at one problem. I mean, he's got a mind that's working overtime. And I see people like Shiv solving many problems for our country. Uh, and Shiv, what is this app that, that uh, Ms. Namita just spoke about that, that you've developed? I mean, if it's something to do with um, COVID, I think that's, that's something that's very relevant as well, right? So if you can talk a little bit about that. So uh, the COVID application is actually a web application. So it's, it's, it's currently hosted on a website um, that I have. And basically the entire point of that website is to sort of show the effect of COVID-19 and how the lack of social distancing um, can actually spread cases so much more. So what I did was I used some of my programming knowledge and some information already available about the cases of COVID-19 and I plotted a network graph. So that actually kind of shows the patient to patient transfer of COVID-19 throughout the entire country. And um, you can actually see a few clusters of patients, like supposing patient 500 spread it to patient 501, spread it to 503 and 504. And you can actually see, you can see where those patients, uh, in which part of the country those patients live and how the lack of social distancing can actually lead, lead to the um, spread of the disease even more um, than when you're actually uh, following lockdown and following the rules. And that in itself carries a message um, to follow the rules of social distancing, follow lockdown, because these rules are important. And it also serves as a really good way of visualizing um, the COVID-19 data, which can also help people actually make rules and policies. Um, so it was more awareness-based. And now, you know, uh, something that I think funding is, is an aspect um, which is always, you know, of great concern when it comes to any entrepreneur. So is that also part of the course that, that you know, is taught at YEA to kids? And is that an area of concern or was that an area of concern for Shiv while he was, you know, in that 20-week program? You know, this is a very good question you've asked, Nanny. Um, so, you know, YEA does give uh, cash prizes. Okay. So we give like 40,000 to the first winner and, you know, some amount of seed funding. Hmm. But um, what has been disappointing for me personally is that I have not seen serious investors yeah. coming forward hmm. uh, to support these children. And um, that's the thing I want to really um, tell the world that these kids are truly phenomenal. These teen entrepreneurs are incredible. And I really hope that some serious investors put their money into these ventures. Yeah. We haven't seen that yet, yeah. but um, I'm an optimist and I hope people like Shiv will, um, you know, change a lot of these uh, negative stereotypes and, oh, kids can't do this and kids can't do that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
Absolutely. Um, and Shiv, when through this entire journey, if you can talk a little about some challenges that you had to overcome, uh, a couple of those uh, from the idea and, and, you know, I'm talking about all your ventures, including the app, you know, a couple of those in a personal front as well. Um, what would those be? So obviously, like a major challenge is the amount of academic work. So there's obviously going to be schoolwork. There's obviously going to be other commitments. And it's it's actually really um, uh, tough to actually balance everything together. But I think that I'm really passionate about this. I like programming. It's actually a hobby for me. So I managed to actually do this on free weekends, free time that I had. And I actually managed to give enough time to it. And um, honestly, it might sound simple. Like some people might say that it's simple um, to actually manage time. But personally, I'm not I'm not perfect at it. And honestly, I have to... Um, improve a lot more and obviously managing time and achieving balance is one of the most important things and that's important uh, for me too and it's something that I have to learn much more and I'm already learning about it and getting better and um, for more technical challenges that I actually faced um, so no product will work on the first try and that's something I learned the hard way uh, my product actually didn't work a first few times and then I spent a lot of time actually programming checking everything, testing it, working, or check, checking if it's working, different things like that. And then um, the reward for all of that was actually seeing it work 20 times, um, continuously wow. testing it um, at one of the robotics labs I'd installed it at. So um, honestly, one thing that I've learned um, is never to give up, honestly. Keep going at it. Um, keep trying to solve the problem, thinking about it, using your free time. And eventually, you're going to come across a solution. And when, you do, and when you do come across that solution, it's going to be the most rewarding experience ever. Great. I think that'll be great advice for, you know, other kids who look up to you and want to become entrepreneurs as well. And I think not just kids, but a lot of adults as well. And I'm coming back to you, you know, when it comes to, uh, because you deal with a lot of, of course, kids, but a lot of parents as well. Um, have you ever faced uh, issues of a lot of parents sounding you on things like, you know, our kids are growing up too early when you're encouraging them to become entrepreneurs so soon. So has that ever been a concern and how would you address that or other advice parents um, on, on young entrepreneurship uh, in itself? You know, in fact, we've had the most positive feedback uh, from parents. Yeah. Um, you know, parents have come and told us the most endearing stuff like our dinner table conversations have become so exciting thanks to YA yeah. because now we're discussing what logo we should design. <laughs> we're figuring out the pricing. We're going to stores and seeing what competitors are priced at. Yeah. We're trying to see what the packaging color should be. Um, so I think YA has actually brought families uh, together because it's just an amazing project that they work on together. And we have this thing called trade fair where every entrepreneur puts up a booth and we have 600 plus visitors and they actually make money. So once they make money and they realize that this is something tangible, sky's the limit. I mean, it puts a lot of confidence in them. Our parents have also come back saying that, you know, some of the intangibles that YA teaches them, like networking with kids from various different schools, um, learning interesting entrepreneurial stories, um, learning about failure, because we make sure all our speakers talk about failure, which is still unfortunately a taboo in India. Um, and then, you know, learning how to pitch in three minutes, which even adults can't do, yeah. making very crisp slides, which even adults can't do. Um, you know, YA really is a lot about these life skills. Um, and parents who are out in the corporate world um, are very appreciative of the fact that kids are learning such important life skills in a very fun and experiential manner. So we've um, really had some tremendous feedback and that's what keeps me and my entire team uh, working harder and harder with each passing year. 
And uh, going forward, what are your plans? So right now I'm 16 years old, so I'll be um, going to grade 11. Yeah, right. Um, and right now I'm starting in the Dhirubhai Ambani International School. Okay. So I'll be pursuing grade 11 and 12 um, mm-hmm. in the school. Um, and then after that, maybe I will go to college or university to, to study, or maybe I can start working on my own business or take up. Um, it's it's really open right now for me. And um, right now I just want to learn new things and yeah. um, sort of experience different things and actually go on and try to help uh, people and maybe create new products and things like that. Um, and there's a, uh, I, I believe you're launching a new product or working on a new product as well, right? And, and the launch of these existing products, has that been affected due to COVID at all? I mean, uh, because since everything has taken an impact, has that also taken a hit? So actually my other product, uh, it's not, it's not a product. It's more of a project. Okay. Um, it's called the pipe cleaner. Um, it is a robot to sort of combat the problem of manual scavenging in India. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the thought of people actually going into sewer pipes and actually having to clean it manually, um, that, that, that's a very terrible thought and nobody should be able to um, do that. And actually the Indian constitution actually made this um, activity of manual scavenging illegal, but people still do it and people are still dying. And um, I thought of making a robot to sort of solve that problem. So that's a bit of a background into the pipe cleaner. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so I've actually been to um, the BMC's sewerage engineering department and I've spoken to them. I built a first pro- uh, prototype of mm-hmm. this robot. Um, but because of COVID-19 and because of the lockdown, I haven't been able to actually make continuous visits to the sewerage engineering department or actually test out my product um, in a real sewer. But I think I saw this as an opportunity to sort of focus on uh, the COVID-19 project and actually build out a game uh, for to spread fire safety awareness and also focus more on my product. Great. Uh, so any closing remarks from your end, uh, ma'am? Um, anything that you'd like to say? Any advice to young entrepreneurs? Any skills that they need to have, should work on? I think my advice to young entrepreneurs is, you know, keep that hunger alive and keep looking around you. There are a lot of problems and just have that entrepreneurial mindset, which is that problem-solving mindset and uh, the world is yours. Yeah. Dream big, you know, <laughs> dream big and don't be scared of failing and then just picking yourself right back up and going at it again. And, um, you know, hats off to people like Shiv because he's really going to be a role model to many uh, teen entrepreneurs and really push them to dream big. Absolutely. Shiv, one last question for you. What has been your mantra since you became an entrepreneur? What's kept you going? So it's this kind of, um, it's it's like a, quote sort of thing. I don't remember who said it initially, um, but the quote goes something like this. So innovation is a mix of the old and the new with the dash of surprise. And I think there's that quote really applies because there's so many problems out there in the world today. And there's so many new technologies continuously being in, invented and innovated. And that bridge, that bridge between new solutions and, um, and, and old problems is actually where innovation lies. And um, apart from that, just perseverance continuously going um, at a problem and never giving up. I think those two are really important things and those things have um, stuck with me for my entire journey. So. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, great. Uh, thank you both so much for giving us the time and being on the show. You are listening to Forbes India Teenpreneurs. We'll be back next week with another Teenpreneur. See you then. Today's show was edited and mixed by Manswini Kaushik. If you like the show, don't forget to share and subscribe. Also check out our other podcasts, a fortnightly series on our latest cover story called Inside Forbes India and conversations about business, economics and books on From the Bookshelves of Forbes India.